Crate and Barrel held a mystery supper recently hosted by Chef Suzanne Husseini. A select few of us were collected by car and driven to a secret location. An hour later, I arrived at Almaha Desert Resort and guided to a private dining room and greeted by Suzanne. The table was set beautifully and an iftar a preview, if you will, was served. Ahlan wa sahlan, which means welcome, obviously. And uh, our first course has been served now, and this is soup. It's pumpkin soup, and um, I flavored it with orange zest and a little saffron, cinnamon and nutmeg, so the spices of the Arab world, um, using pumpkin, which is something we use, by the way, other than lentils. And um, this is a, a nice way to uh, start your meal after a long day of fasting. Inspiring us with ideas for iftar, Chef Suzanne Husseini has put together a menu of tastes and flavours whilst sharing her special knowledge and stories of the Arab culture. Does everybody have their salata? This is fatouche, and uh, it's actually fatouche with uh, aubergine. So don't be surprised, you're going to put your forks through something that's really nice and sweet and buttery, and that's what it is. It's actually roasted eggplant that's going to be interspersed inside. And fatouche, by the way, in the Arab world, is traditionally the way you probably eat it, but we also make it with betanjan, which is eggplant, so it's not unusual. Those little curls are the bread. We've got a nice little dehydrated eggplant to tell you that there's eggplants in there as well. And the dressing is very simple. It's just um, pomegranate molasses, lemon, garlic, olive oil. It's there to make the vegetables sing. So please enjoy, dig in. You see, fatouche also traditionally would never have lettuce in it. Even though you'll probably go to different Lebanese restaurants and it's all lettuce and you know, but traditionally we don't put lettuce. The green is actually purslane, a little bit of za'atar, maybe a little oregano, and it's really about the tomatoes and the cucumbers and the onions. It's a simple salad, and it was made to make use of uh, stale bread that they would fry and put on top, again, to make it a little more hearty. The best food comes out of the most humble places. And the pomegranates, well, that's me. <laughs> if you know me, I love pomegranates, so you'll find it here and there in a lot of dishes. I like the crunch and the sweetness. Breaking fast and rejuvenating the body respectfully at iftar with the best ingredients is what Suzanne is advocating. And what foods go well together traditionally and why? Ambusak but hopefully it won't be too greasy for you, brother, because we, we, we fry it at the correct temperature, which is the key as well. And then the other one is a, um, a pillow made with phyllo pastry, and inside is spinach. And it's a saute, uh, I didn't actually saute the spinach, it's raw, but the onions have been sautéed inside, and there's pine nuts, there's sumac, so it's tart. And it's just a nice little crisp, and this would be traditional during Ramadan as well, that we would serve something crispy, along with the salad. So you see, we're working our way through the meal, starting from the lightest and going through to the main course so that our stomachs can adapt and adjust again to food. I've used two different doughs. The one that's like a pillow is like a phyllo dough, okay? It is a phyllo dough. And the other one with the cheese is actually a dough that I made using flour, water, a little bit of baking powder, and a little bit of oil. That's it. There's no yeast in it, so it's actually an easy dough to, 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 to roll, and it won't bounce back because it, it doesn't have the yeast in it, there's no fermentation, and it's really easy to work with. And it's nice because you can fill it, and you can also freeze it. So after you've filled them, put them in a container, freeze them, forget about them, and you can take them out of the freezer and fry directly, or bake as you wish. And the key with frying is better, is that you make sure that the temperature of the oil 
is the right temperature. If the temperature is right, the, the food will not be greasy. It'll actually crisp on the outside the way it's supposed to and poach whatever's inside. 350 degrees Fahrenheit is the ideal perfect temperature for generally frying potatoes, things like this, that where, where what you need to do is crisp and poach quickly. 350 degrees, which is like 175 Celsius. That's the perfect temperature. It, and, and not putting too much in the oil so that the temperature doesn't drop. It's really, it's that technical. It's what people do is what usually they put oil on the, on the pan and then they put in their potatoes or whatever and then they wait till it comes up to El gamat, exactly, yeah. Gamat is that, um, again, this is a traditional dish in the Emirates that I'm sure you've seen the little balls. The little, uh, they're like little donuts, the fried balls. And then they dip them in syrup. I think every culture in the world has a ball that's fried. <laughs> right? We all have dough of some kind that's fried and dipped in sugar, right? Yeah, we do. Every culture. I mean, donut. A donut. Right? That's what a donut is. What do they do in Cyprus, uh, Sam? Oh, you have lukmat. Ah, of course. Lukmatas. They call it in Greece. Yes. Well, actually, the word... The word lukma means bite. Lukmat and lukmatas, elgeimat, it actually comes from the Arabic word. So the origin of it is Arabic. It comes from the word lukma. But you see, things originate somewhere and then it spreads to all different cultures and everybody has a different variety of it and even the name sticks, which I think is beautiful. It's nice. Any more uh, pastries for everybody? We have plenty. And so from the pastries, a little break to chat and catch up and let the food digest. And then Suzanne introduces the main courses. First course, uh, you're going to be served two main courses. The first, this is fish. And this is sea bass. Sea bass is one of my favorite fish. Um, nice crispy crust. It's just been spiced with a little bit of coriander, a little bit of fennel, cumin. I keep it really simple, salt and pepper. Okay? And then underneath it, you're going to have tabbouleh. Okay, so the Lebanese are going to be uh, really happy today with this one. Uh, but it's, it is tabbouleh in every sense of the word, but instead of burgol, the cracked wheat, I've put in lentil. So there's a pui lentil in here. So it's a lentil tabbouleh. So uh, adas tabbouleh is what this is. And then the sauce on the side is actually a citrus tahini sauce. In the Arab world, we often eat with fish tahini. It's very typical of the Arab world. I think where it's unique to us. It goes so beautifully. It's nutty. It's uh, sour, citrusy. There's a little bit of orange hint in there as well, which is sort of my thing. And uh, please, when you eat the fish, dip it inside the sauce, and hopefully you will enjoy it. If you want a little extra lemon, we're happy to bring you lemon if you want to squeeze, but it may not need it. So go for it. Saha. Um, hey, I must say it looks it, it looks pretty good on this plate, doesn't it, guys? Crate and barrel stuff, of course. Um, I love this dish. This is one of the dishes, actually, that's in my book. And it's lamb. Naturally, lamb is the, the meat of choice in the Arab world. Uh, we love it. We eat it. It's what we, what we love. Um, I chose to encrust it with herbs and pistachio nuts. So there's pistachios, there's coriander, there's parsley, there's a little garlic, and there's a, a hint of lemon zest in there as well. And um, the lamb has been trimmed, so there's no fat, so go ahead and dig in. And uh, of course, sauteed tomatoes, 
in itself makes a beautiful juice. And then the potatoes underneath were cooked in a saffron. So there's a saffron flavor, and then we sauteed them a little bit just to give them a nice little crisp. Okay? And that's, 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 that to me is, you know, the Arab Mediterranean or the Mediterranean on a plate. The iftar dinner continued with dessert and Arabic sweets, and then Suzanne presents Chef Petro of Almaha Desert Resort. Uh, Chef Pietro, I, I couldn't do this without you, seriously. We've been working together, uh, uh, talking That's about this time, menu yes. for a long time and putting it together, and we've cooked even in advance together. Yes. But um, here I am sitting, enjoying it, and you're doing all the work. <laughs> without Chef Pietro, uh, this food couldn't have been accomplished. Him and his team have done an amazing team, uh, amazing work and um, have pulled off a wonderful iftar. Thank you so much Thank for you. everything. Thank you to Suzanne Husseini and Creighton Barrel for hosting a delightful evening, preparing us for iftar with some delicious ideas. For pictures and for ideas for table settings, then go to the Dubai Today page at dubaii1038.com. Stay with me. When we come back, we'll be talking World Environment Day with Baker and Spice and the Farmer's Market on the Terrace.